up, everybody, and welcome into episode 15 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two of the saddest teams in the NFL, and those would be the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. As always, I'm your host, Oscar Barkas, and joining me this week is a repeat ghost, guest, Liam uh, Burns. How you doing? How's it going, Oscar? Thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back on the pod. Um, we knew you'd get on in the next couple weeks for sure, but he stepped in, had a sort of mistiming with the guest that was supposed to be on this week, and Liam stepped in, even though he's got a final tomorrow. So. Yeah, no, I definitely would rather be doing this than studying, so I'm not complaining. Putting the team on his back. Um, you want to just get us started with quick questions? Sure. Um, I have a couple for you. Um, the first one is sort of a... Not necessarily a heated debate, but one that I think that my opinion differs from a lot of people on. Yeah, we talked about it before the show. I'm, and I'm excited. I'm going to ask, are you more of a Thanksgiving NFL guy or an NBA Christmas kind of guy? Two big uh, holidays for their respective sports. Yeah, you're eating, so it's kind of like a sleepy sports day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told you before the show, I think I'm an NBA Christmas day. It helps that we always have to watch the Lions on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and the Texans almost never get the Thanksgiving game. I think we've gotten it two, maybe three times since the Texans have existed. Yes. So I, I do remember we played the Lions a couple of years back. We did. Heard Sherman yeah. won that game. He we did, because we played, uh, I don't think Matthew Stafford was It was, was that playing. backup guy. Jeff yeah, Driscoll, who was right. on the Texans, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, for whatever reason, I, I very much remember i think jeff driscoll threw like a really long touchdown to um kenny galladay i want to say yeah no that makes sense yeah but i i disagree only because um i tend to eat a lot more on thanksgiving and so i like to just like plot myself on the couch and i think football is a lot more of a like passive game there's a lot of time between plays that's true you know, you might run for, like, two yards, and then they'll just, like, talk about the players. You kind of don't have to, like, focus that hard. You can nap and miss a drive and really not miss It'd that much. Yeah. If you nap and miss six minutes of an NBA game, it's like, why are the Warriors now up 20 points? Right. <laughs> that, that, and um, as someone who doesn't play fantasy basketball, I, I unless it's, like, a really good matchup, I really don't have any reason to watch, like, let's say the Celtics and, like, the Bucks, Like, sure, they're two good teams. But, like, even if, like, the Lions are playing... You're going to watch because of the team, implication. I might of, have a fantasy. Yeah, player. having DeAndre yeah. Swift on your team or exactly. whatever. So I might, I might be in the minority. Or even player. worse, having DeAndre Swift on your opponent's team. Right, and yeah. then you're just sitting there, like, hoping pissed. he, like, right. tears his <laughs> 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 Um And then my other quick question is... Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the NFL, but... Who do you think is the biggest waste of talent in the history of sports? Jeez. That's a really good question. Because you can consider both like people who just ended up sucking or people who maybe just like had a big injury or just couldn't stay healthy. That's, I mean, it's not necessarily like their fault, but it's still like a waste of talent, you know? Yeah. Um, hmm. I was just thinking, I mean, it's easy being AM fans. Johnny Mansell's up there for sure. <laughs> He's got to be. He's got to be. Another so that one sucks. Is, that came to mind immediately was Jamarcus Russell. See, I don't even know that he was that talented. I think. I mean, he I think it's like a, 80 yards and was like, could shed tacklers just because how big he was. And he, it wasn't even that he like got injured. It was just like no. he was like lazy. Yeah. And did not like practicing <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah, but that season at LSU was nuts. Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, but classic Raiders to have the biggest bust in NFL history. Jamarcus yeah. Russell's a good one. I mean, injury wise, you think like Greg Oden yeah. in basketball, Definitely. like ruined. I mean, they were the Trailblazers. I forget what their nickname was, but they had so many people get injured, ruining their careers back to back to back, and he was the. First overall pick yep. in front of KD. So yep, and then another one that kind of comes to mind. Obviously, he's had a good career. He's won an MVP, but like Derrick Rose, 
Like, yeah. What could have been? What could have been? You're right. It wasn't a waste of talent. He still won an MVP. He's still yeah. like, a solid player now. But like, who knows? He will most likely be the only. Actually, the NBA Hall of Fame is really easy to get into, but realistically, he is the only MVP that should not make that uh, NBA Hall of Fame in its yeah. entire history. Unfortunately, and which it's sucks. Not, it's, You're it's, right. Yeah, it's it's like not, not his fault. fault. No, yeah. he was electric. Mm-hmm. My question: um, We a couple weeks ago had a. Or I don't even has it happened yet? Nate Robinson and Frank Gore boxing. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Wait, it already? No, I don't think it's happened. Okay, so coming up soon is the NBA former NBA player Nate Robinson versus the former NFL player Frank Gore. They're fighting. Um, oh no, it's Darren Williams. Yeah, I was I was about to say. Okay, right? not Nate, Nate Robinson. Robinson fought Jake Paul. You're right. There it is. Yeah. yeah. So it hasn't happened yet. I don't think so. Yeah, December. I think it's in like an undercard for the. Oh, so like Jake Paul this fight. weekend, Saturday. So good timing. There we go. Um, yeah. We've got this fall coming fight coming up. Darren Williams, Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Who's another like sports matchup you would love to watch of oh, people fighting? Man. I think I think it has to be like people who are like rivals. Yeah, sort of. It would make it a lot more interesting. Because, like, you could go, like, the absolute, like, craziest athletes and be, like, DK Metcalf and... And LeBron. LeBron, yeah. yeah. Like, that would be exciting, Giannis. but, like, they don't have, like... I feel like you have to incorporate some Have sort something of, like, where people hate each other. Uh, oh, Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, there you go. That they hate each they other. They hate each other. Um, Richard Sherman and uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael Crabtree. <laughs> Sorry, Michael <laughs> Crabtree. I think Richard Sherman takes yeah. that one. They're both kind of old now, though. That's Who true. Knows? That's true. Um... But Richard Sherman's still in the NFL. Which he did have an interception this past yeah. week. Which he's, he converted yeah. to safety for the Bucks. Did which he is, really? Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, they were short on safeties and had corners coming back, so he was like, I'll, I'll convert. Um, I think I think it's got to be. That's one that comes to mind. I'm trying to think of like big I know Jalen Ramsey has a huge rivalry with someone. I just Devontae Adams? Yes. Yeah, that could be very interesting mm. to watch. Yeah. Um. Man, I'm thinking. I also want to do like people who aren't necessarily like super athletic. So like, <laughs> like, so, like Mac like, Jones, <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah. or like some like two like NBA centers or something like that. Oh like, yeah, massive. Mason Plumley is out there in the <laughs> boxing ring. <laughs> you like have like Bobon versus somebody. Yeah, like, super uncoordinated, but it'd be exciting. Um, yeah. Maybe Aaron Rodgers versus, like, the entire Ooh. Bears organization. Or, or Aaron, Aaron Rodgers versus, versus, like, Mike McCarthy. Or Mike Murph, Murphy, or uh, I forget who their general manager is. Their entire front office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe two, like, head coaches. Two old dudes. Ooh. <laughs> Bill Belichick versus Pete Carroll. There you go. <laughs> they, they, like, one of them, like, just straight up does not come out Just die, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't have a specific answer when I thought of that question. I just thought... It was kind of funny to think about. Moving on, a um, couple headlines I wanted to cover before we got into NFL news. Steph Curry entered last night's game uh, three or seven threes away from being the NBA's all-time leader in three points, three-pointer scored, uh, passing Ray Allen, and he was playing the Pacers. And I'm just kind of glad it didn't happen in Indianapolis. Like that would just I would agree. that would just suck, you know. Yeah. It also it, he also just didn't have like an amazing night. I think he was like five for fifteen from three. Yeah, no, like he that, shot so. poorly a couple games in a row from three, right as he's about to break the record, which yeah. just means it's even more exciting. Uh, I haven't mentioned this yet, but he gets to do it in Madison Square Garden tonight, which is incredible. Which. I think is good for NBA fans. Kind of makes me think that it's rigged a little bit yeah. like, for ratings. And I did. Uh, I saw a tweet that like basically like sitting as high up as possible in Madison Square Garden for that game is like four hundred bucks. Oh, easily. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but I also think every time every time he puts up a three, it almost feels like he's forcing it like for the record. Even sort if he's of. Not. 
Sort of. He'll, like, even in, like, a regular game for Steph, he'll put up some threes where you're like, damn, if anyone else shot that, it'd be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's it. Steph Curry. So now that he's close to the record, it feels like... And he's missing. And he's missing. More than usual. <laughs> it feels like he's, like, just, like, throwing it up even more than normal. Yeah, even though, stressed like, about it. Yeah. No, I, it's Steph. Like, he is, in my mind, a top 10, at the worst, top 15 NBA player ever, like... And this is just another really? record he's for in him. Top ten. I, I at the end of his career, he's the best shooter of all time. Like yeah, without 100%, a doubt, hundred percent. Damn, that that could be a hot take. Kind of. I, it might be a hot take. I just watching him, like you just said, no other player shooting the shots he does. Are we like okay, yeah? But Steph, he'll put up bullshit like <laughs> two guys, forty foot, like two guys, two hands guys. in his face. And, and I'll just stand up because I think it's going in because it's Steph yeah. Curry. And a lot of the times he makes it. Um, the really cool thing about this story is he had his first, like, electric performance where ever, he got his name on the board in Madison Square Garden. That was a long um, time. The game that actually made the Warriors be like, okay, we need to trade Monte Ellis. Like, we're, we're transitioning to this yeah. guy. Um, so it's cool that he gets to do it against, like, not, the Knicks have been disappointing this year compared to expectations, but against a pretty good Knicks team, which is... Mm-hmm. They're still not a bad team. Yeah. And it's almost it's almost a guarantee that Steph makes two threes. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, happening I mean, tonight. he I think he averages, yeah. like, 13 attempts a game. Yeah, so. <laughs> which is the most ever yeah. uh, at this point. Which is funny because if anyone else was doing that, I'd be like, you know, calm down. But Actually, like, Steve Kerr told him he shot... 17 or 18 times a couple games ago mm-hmm. and Steve Kerr came out in the media and was like I've told Steph he needs to tone Chill it down out. a little <laughs> bit which is crazy but yeah. um, some college basketball news and then we'll talk college football because AM had some big news uh, in NCAA women's basketball Georgia Southern beat Carver 133 to 115. Is that a record for Barton of Victory? No. So the 118 points is the second most. <laughs> I think it was 126. I forget who the teams were. Um, man, that sucks. Did the, at what point did they like take out their starters? And then their, did their bench players just start dominating too? I, I mean, they must have. I didn't look too far into it. I just saw that headline and was like, we have to talk about this. That's hilarious. Dude, imagine like having Carver plus 117 and it doesn't hit. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt the line was that no, big. Yeah, I definitely was not. Um, That's wild. I kind of feel bad for him at that point. Man. Dude, yeah, me too. They're a... I, I don't think both teams are D1. I think Georgia Southern's D1 and Carver's D2 or D3. But, like, you're going to college to play basketball still. Dude, also, yeah, I feel like if you just, like, started yakking up shots every possession, you'd score more than 15 points. I hope so. It's not even the 133 parts. So how do you only put up 15 yeah. as a student athlete? And, I mean, it happened in the NBA a couple weeks ago. We didn't talk about this, but... Uh... <laughs> The Memphis Grizzlies, without their best player, John Morant, a, a week ago, I think, oh beat God. the Oklahoma City Thunder by 78 points, I believe. Let me look up Which, the... if you think about it, you have to outscore them by 20 per quarter, which is a massacre of a quarter to start with. And then you do that the entire game. Yeah, it was 152 to 79, so that is a... Uh, seventy-three point difference. They were up by seventy-eight at one point. It's it's really it's really wild to think that like, in prof- even in professional sports, there can still be that big of a skill gap. And the Grizzlies, like without obviously, they're a good team. They're a playoff team, but they're mm-hmm. without their best player in Ja Morant, and still, it's <laughs> terrible. It sucks. Like it, it would it would suck to be. I mean, it wouldn't suck. They're being paid millions of dollars to go out there and play basketball, but that's just embarrassing. It really. Is. College football, Spencer Rattler, who entered the season for Oklahoma as the Heisman favorite and favorite to go number one overall in the draft next year, uh, got benched. We talked about it on this podcast. And he is transferring to South Carolina. So go Gamecocks. Sucks that we have to see him in the SEC. I think he's all right. Compared to what South Carolina started at quarterback this year. I think it's ridiculous that, like, that's even news anymore. Yeah. Because he started as, like, a Heisman hopeful. Yeah. If not the favorite at the beginning of the season. And he fell off so hard. 
I strongly dislike the guy. His like sense of like entitlement and his attitude is like one of the worst I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it was weird. Player. Um, he's basically just a little baby. <laughs> Man. Um, and so the fact that he's you know having to go from OU to South Dude, Carolina, is there was a significant chance that he was the Texans' number one overall pick. Yeah, like twelve months ago, if you would have said like that's where what's going to happen, I would have been not been surprised at all. Yeah, kind of tough. Yeah, tough. I saw you just typed in Quinn Ewers' name. I didn't even think to talk about him. Um, the number one overall uh, prospect from last year's ESPN 300, Quinn Ewers, committed to uh, Ohio State early, mm-hmm. and then with how well C.J. Stroud played this year, has decided to transfer. And he was down to TCU, Texas Tech, A&M, and UT, and chose UT. He's uh, a Texas boy, correct? I, he is from Texas. He's yeah. from um, South Lake Carroll, up near okay. Fort Worth. Um, I heard also that he part of it was like he was just like kind of getting homesick type deal. Like he wanted to stay yeah. in Texas, which That's is why fair. like his final four teams are all yeah. like Texas. Teams. All real close to home. Yeah. Um, not that we... I was more wanting Texas to not get him than for us yes, to get him. Yes, I agree. That makes sense. I agree. No, that's the perfect way to say um, it. Because we don't necessarily need him. You know, we have Haynes King for the time being, and then we have another five-star. Yeah, Connor Wigman is signed. Apparently Jimbo loves Wigman quite a bit. Um, yeah, that's why I, I think Jimbo realistically was probably like, when you have a better chance to start going to another school than you do here. Yeah. He may have not said it in those words, but we have Connor Wegman coming in, and then last year's four-star, I believe, Haynes King. Mm-hmm. He may have been a five-star, actually, um, that'll compete because Zach Calzada, who was our starter this year after Haynes King got injured, has entered the transfer portal. Transfer portal. Um, I talked about it on this podcast. I knew it was coming, mm-hmm. especially after his Instagram story incident. Goat. <laughs> I think, well, while I'm not not at all devastated that he's leaving. No. Don't get me wrong. No. But he did provide, I think he left a mark on the school. You know, he provided us with an all-time win against Alabama and an all-time hilarious moment of <laughs> all of uh, you can suck my dick. Um <laughs> Two amazing moments this season. Dude, um, he he gave me my favorite memory in sports history. Like, yeah, my favorite, especially was, being there in person. I was there in person. Yeah. Like, yeah. I saw Texas A&M beat number one Alabama at Kyle Field. Being a student for that game and the LSU 7 overtime game, yeah. I feel like we were in a window that, like, not a lot of students can yeah. say they saw two of those kind of games. So There were... There were a couple classes who got to see Johnny Manziel for two seasons. That's true. So that's, that's crazy. True. But for but our... they beat Bama in Tuscaloosa. So yeah. not a lot of students got to yeah. see that in person. True. Zach Calzada, thank you for what you gave us. But uh, so long, farewell. Uh, I, I will mention his name on the podcast when he signs somewhere else because it will be news. It's relevant, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopefully he doesn't go the way that uh, Nick Starkle went. Yeah, that poor guy transferred like eighty-six times. Ended up playing at what San Diego State was, or no San Jose State. San Jose State. Yeah. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. Um, and then you put this in. I'm not a huge F1 guy, but we did have some really big news happen over the weekend. Yeah. So it was the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which was the 21st and final race of the F1 season. Um, this season has been super exciting because before this, um, Lewis Hamilton had won, I believe, five straight world championships. Sheesh. So, and he and Verstappen, who you're going to talk about mm-hmm. in a second, entered this championship tied. Yeah, so they had the exact same amount of points. I, I think it was 360-something points. And then Verstappen had the edge like by tiebreak because he had more wins. But... Um, Verstappen ended up winning the race, got his first world championship, which is huge because it kind of marks, like, okay, finally, there's, it could be, like, an end of, like, an era of dominance. I think most fans kind of like when there isn't the same team winning over Oh, another. absolutely not. As much as I love Steph Curry, like, after mm-hmm. the Warriors won their third title in four years, I was 
I was done. Like I needed to see someone else. Right. And unfortunately, F1 is a sport where there's just such a gap between like the amount of money spent. And, yeah, it's like, who the, has money, right? And then the equipment used, things like that. Um, but the race itself was interesting because there was a, there was a point where Verstappen was, I think, like. 14 seconds behind at one point. Yeah, and then, behind Hamilton, correct? Correct. And there was a safety car that had to come out with like four laps left because Nicholas Latifi, a Williams driver, crashed. And then it, there was a lot of controversy behind it because there was like four cars in between Hamilton in first and Verstappen in second. And so they, at first they didn't let them pass the safety car. So like once the safety car would have like left... Verstappen would have had to pass four cars before getting to right. Hamilton, so he probably would not have passed him. But then all of a sudden, they let only those four cars pass the safety car instead of everybody pass the safety car. So if I was Mercedes, I'd be very pissed because it was kind of a weird like bending of the rules. Yeah. They basically set it up to where it would be like the a most exciting finish, finish possible. Yeah. So as a fan watching, I was like, oh, like sort of I'm rigged. okay with it because <laughs> like it's more exciting. But if I was Lewis Hamilton, I'd be pretty pissed off personally really yeah. interesting thing no that's a really good debate to be had about sports because like i've thought my dad instilled in me from early ages watching nba the nba is rigged in some way oh yeah like the nba wants to see certain teams win Superstars. which as a spurs fan i don't know if i can hold true because san antonio number one is a small market and number two plays a to most people, pretty boring game of basketball, and they've won five titles in the last 25 years. But if a league was to be pulling games, be rigging games for different teams, it kind of makes it more exciting. Like it, yeah. in this scenario, made the race way more exciting. Right. I think, especially like in basketball, you. I think you would be objectively wrong to think that players like LeBron, Steph, whomever, superstars, don't get calls that, like, other players. Oh, no. Like, they, yeah. they get so many whistles that, like, freaking... So that part, I would say, does not... I don't like. But, right. like, in the terms of changing the tides of games, like, I think, as a fan, in most cases, unless my team is being cheated, in most cases, it kind of makes it more exciting. But... I think that does it for the other sports stuff that I wanted to talk about. NFL-wise, a um, couple of things. First of all, there was a really exciting Monday Night Football game last night. Yeah. The Rams had sort of pulled away late, and then the Cardinals, I mean, Kyler Murray's just nuts, uh, brought it back close. I think the final score was 30-23. to 23. That sounds right. I think it was a one-touchdown gap. Yeah, it was a one-touchdown gap. Um but it was a very exciting game. My two things watching it were Matthew Stafford looks back to early season form. He had a couple weeks in a row where he looked a little injured. We weren't sure what was going on. Uh, he had a lot of injuries. They were confirmed. And then number two, Cooper Cup is just nuts. He he just gets so much volume in that offense. And he's and always he drops, open. He's always open. How no is matter, he always open? They even double him sometimes, and he still ends up getting like 13 catches a game. Going into that game, like through 12 games, he already had over 100 catches. Yeah. Which is stupid. Like, that's a benchmark for like an entire season. Where, like, damn, they had a really good season. He had 100 catches. This dude still has like four games left. Yeah. He is uh, he's one of a kind for sure. He set his career high in catches last night with 13. Mm-hmm. He had 13 catches on 15 targets. He had a super long um, 44-yard catch like early in the fourth quarter that kind of blew things open a little bit in terms of scoring. Um, and then was a few plays later, I think, involved in the touchdown play where he just like broke a corner's ankles for a couple yeah. yards. Um, the guy's unreal. Yeah, sneaky athlete. <laughs> Student of the game. <laughs> the classic short white wide receiver um but he's just like and he's breaking uh everything that Devonte adams did last year he's pretty much already met in 
14 games yep. or 13 games. He has four more games left or something like that. Yeah. So. And OBJ is starting to uh, at least look like really productive in that offense. Yeah. Three straight games with a touchdown. And both him and Van Jefferson have had yeah. three straight games with a touchdown. Um, we forget that Robert Woods was on that team. Dude, so those I guys know. are stepping up. You know? I was talking about that with Wyatt last night when we were watching the game. That wide receiver core with Robert Woods healthy is like maybe the best in the league right now. Yeah, in terms of depth, it's like your wide receiver four is Vance Jefferson. Someone who's yeah. like a legit Very talented. Yeah. Speaking of, his dad <laughs> is a former NFL receiver and is a wide receivers coach for the Cardinals, the team that they played last night. And when he had his... 52-yard touchdown or something. It was a really long touchdown. They saw his dad, like, screaming into the microphone on the sidelines. He was super pissed. I feel like, yeah, when he got in trouble, if he was like, ah, yeah, like, nice catch. Because it's not, it's not like he's the defensive back coach. Right. Like no, he's not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I maybe feel like internally if... he's, like, totally faking it. He's, like, proud of his son. Right. Because that doesn't affect his job at all. No, but he is... Probably a Cardinals fan. Like he's yeah, he's yeah, going for yeah. the number one seed. He he could get a Super Bowl ring this year. That's true. So that is true. That's kind of a weird situation for him. But cool story. Um, a little less exciting. Um, the NFL is going through a bit of a COVID debacle. There were thirty six positive tests on Monday, and I have a couple ideas uh, that came from a tweet that I saw earlier that I wanted to read out because it's like. Both the Rams and the Browns are in enhanced protocols. They both had to shut down their facilities to practice today. Really? So, crazy. Apparently, it is mostly Omicron, the Omicron variant. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the really good news is most of the affected players are vaccinated, so they should be back pretty quickly. Because they they just have to uh, to, self-isolate or something or get a couple... Negative you have to get a couple through. negative tests in a row. Like Mike Williams tested positive on Monday last week and then had okay. a couple negative tests in a row and was able to play. So we could see that play out, or we could see a couple players repeat positives, yeah. and that would make their them out for a couple weeks. But, again, good news is most of them are vaccinated. They're not going to be too affected. Should, should return back to football in pretty close to full form. Um, so these tweets are from Andy Holloway, who's a member of the Fantasy Footballers, who's a great podcast. He tweeted, you're going to see tens, if not hundreds, of NFL players test positive for COVID over the next several weeks and into the NFL playoffs uh, with De- Delta Winter Surge and Omicron beginning to spread across the U.S. The NFL will be beholden to existing protocols, which will probably affect a lot of meaningful games, which stinks. Um, There are going to have to be future policies enacted on what fully vaccinated means. It just sucks that we've had to deal with it for this long. It's such a pain in the ass. It's not, I mean, luckily these guys are like, you know, professional athletes, you know, peak humans, basically, in terms of like physical health. So they're typically not, there are like a few cases where like certain players have had actual like health issues, Yeah. but it's more for them like a pain in the ass than it is. Yeah, it means that they have to miss a couple games in the crunch of the NFL season, crunch time. Um, I just hope that everything works out well. We didn't see last season too affected by the winter surge of the original variant, so hopefully we see more positive than what we saw today or on Monday, but um, crazy that the NFL is still disaffected. You just have so many personnel on every single Yeah, team it's hard. It's like bound to happen. And guys are going home yeah. every week. Uh, I'm sure people, like, I'm going out. I'm sure people are going, are going out. out. Yeah. Which um, is bound to happen. It just stinks that it's affecting now a third straight season. Actually, NFL-wise, it's not three straight, but a lot of sports it is. More depressing news. Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen both left their games with leg injuries. Um, But I saw reports today that both are expected to play next week, which is crazy. Quick turnaround. Lamar left on the cart. Yeah, his was an ankle. Yeah. What was Josh Allen's? Knee, maybe. I, 
it's really I was talking to someone about this recently how foot strain. A foot strain, okay. How in the NFL, like if we were to get the exact same injury as one of these players, we would be like on the DL for like months and their turnarounds are like two Yeah, months. Lamar I think has a low ankle sprain, which is like if you've ever sprained your ankle before, you're hobbling if especially how bad yeah. these guys are getting their ankle sprained, you're hobbling around for a week or so, sometimes uh, ankle sprain requires crutches, and Lamar will be back running around. He, I mean, playing probably, NFL football. Yeah, like that's different yeah. than like going to class. Yeah. in five days. So pretty impressive. Um, I'm glad neither were serious. When I saw Lamar, I I was at the Texans game actually, and I saw the the report that Lamar was being carted off the field. I was immediately thought the worst, like thinking that the Ravens season was over. Um, but good news for the team that they'll be back quickly. They might still miss the playoffs though. Dude, they, I know. They look like I know. They, um, I don't know what's wrong with that. I don't know. i they've lost I think the most games by starters of any NFL team. If not, I think it's the Cardinals. Um but the the Ravens are one or two and they think about it. They're on to their fourth running back that was supposed to start. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins and then Gus Dawson. Edwards. Um, right now it's Devontae. Tyson Williams. Yeah, that's right. Or no, uh, Justice Hill. That's got right. Also tore his ACL. Then Tyson Williams was supposed to start. And then they had to sign Devontae Freeman, so five. And they had to sign, uh, they have Latavius Murray, I think is their yeah. backup. And, then and he's been hurt. Le'Veon Bell was there like for a little bit. So they've just been like so And then in the in the cornerback position, they lost Marcus Peters before the season. They just lost uh, Marlon Humphrey, who's like one of the best corners in the league. So crazy that they've had to deal with all this injury. kind of makes sense that they're struggling. Um, but... It is Lamar Jackson. We could yeah. see know. a four-game turnaround where they win by think, 20 points a game. I think them and the Saints, I think, are like the two most beat-up teams. Fair, yeah. The, the two like that have just been absolutely going through it. Like The Saints, I don't have it up in front of me, but obviously James Winston. I think Ryan Ramchek, they're like starting offensive lineman. Is out. Yeah. Um, some key defensive players. They've been going through both, both their left and right uh, tackles, uh, Terrence Armstead and Ryan Ramchek, were both out for a while. Yeah. Um, that's We haven't even reached the 17th game. I was going to say that's the peril of adding more games to the NFL season. Um, and we're just going to see more injuries. But that's sort of the name of the game. On a brighter note, I... <laughs> We saw some funnier COVID news this morning. Josh Bellamy, who's a former NFL receiver, I know for sure he played for the Chargers and the Bears. Jets, I think, was the last team that he played Okay. For most recently. I think it was like 2019 or something. Was charged this morning for um, fraudulent claims to the COVID relief fund which is something that the government is offering to small businesses. And he stole like $1.4 million and was charged for three years. $1.2 million uh, was charged for three years, charged to three years of prison. I mean, it sucks for him, but it's kind of funny because what was his business's name? (laughs) The name of his fraudulent business was Drip Entertainment LLC. Which I mean, off off rip just seems legit. So legit. yeah, I bet I bet they were doing some real authentic business. Yeah, and I think it's fair for us to laugh because he's scamming the government, right? Who tech? I mean, honestly, kind of has like unlimited money. It's not like he stole it from. Right. I'm sure, that money could have gone to someone else, but like one point two million dollars in the eyes of the government is kind of like nothing. It's not like they're like. We can laugh because yeah. he robbed the government, which is funny, but he also committed a crime so we I, I don't feel bad for him though no much. not at all yeah. like he's i mean he's going to prison for three years which is kind of crazy he's probably gonna go to some white collar prison because that's like a yeah absolutely a white collar crime and he most definitely will not serve out the three-year sentence but but also he like it's kind of his fault too because if he from his time in the nfl 
did not like manage his like lots of money that he made and is at the point where he has to rob the government of a million dollars it's kind of right yeah i he he definitely made several million dollars because he was on at least four nfl on on the 52-man roster for at least four nfl teams which i think means he has don't they get like a pension or something if he plays for them on I'm not sure how many years that you have to hit, but right, yeah, he. It sucks that he didn't manage his money well enough and had to rob the government because of it. I was wrong. It wasn't the Chargers. I'm seeing it was the Chiefs. So he played for the Bears, Chiefs, and Jets. That wraps up the rest of our NFL news. We've got some Texans and Jags news, especially because it's a we like the pain bowl. The Texans and Jags are playing. This Sunday, um, both teams lost by 20 points this last week. They got stomped. I was at that Texans game, like I mentioned. And honestly, I guess we can just go ahead and jump into thoughts on the game. We didn't look awful. We kept it semi-close until the half, um, into the second half. And then Rashad Penny just decided to turn it on. That dude went crazy. I think, yes, Rashad Penny is not a bad player. No. But I think it was more so that we suck so bad. Yeah, our only good run defender is uh, Roy Lopez, who's an interior defensive lineman, and he's a rookie fifth rounder. So, like, if we're depending on him to be our only run stopper, that sucks. Yeah, it's not good. I don't know. So, I I haven't been able to listen to last week's episode, but why the hell did we cut... Zach Cunningham. Uh, I actually forgot to mention it, so I'm glad you brought it up. I had it down on the dock, and then we were sort of burning time. But it was for disciplinary reasons, which is so shitty. He missed like two meetings and was um, not showing up with the right dress, and not he, he was breaking a few team rules. And he was suspended two games earlier in the season, and I guess David Coley's rule was if you, if you get if you you should be suspended for your third game, we're gonna cut you. Um, it just really sucks. We just signed him to a four-year, uh, several like eighty million dollar contract yeah. in the off season, two off seasons ago. Bill O'Brien did that. Um, just more Texans shit. Yeah, I mean, can you blame the guy? If For missing were, meetings yeah, when we're losing, we're 2-11? and 11? Yeah. No, I cannot. <laughs> and I think he was our and best defensive player. That's on David Coley. Yeah. I, I think that Justin Reed is probably our best player, but he was up there for sure. Yeah. And um, that's on David Coley. His entire job is to be our culture guy because we've got an offensive and defensive coordinator. He was a receivers coach in Baltimore before he joined us. But Baltimore's receivers have not been good for a while. His entire thing was that he was good for culture. And you can't get, like, your, I don't know, top eight best player on the team to show up to practice or to show up to meetings. Um, So that sucks. I I think that uh, our general manager Nick Casario was quoted a week ago saying that everyone will be evaluated in terms of their jobs this offseason and I've mentioned on this podcast that the only guy that I want still around for sure is Lovey Smith who's our defensive coordinator just because he seems like he's instilling something to get them to play hard we could have been obviously our run defense did not look good against the Seahawks but we could have been killed in that game and our defense did make plays i i'm still before we signed Cully, i was a big eric Bien-Ami. guy. i still am he never got signed as a head coach so no still neither did brian dable the uh bills offensive coordinator that's right. that's right who was another hot name um call me crazy this might not be like like necessarily like a good way to look at it but david coley is also a really fucking boring like head coach. Yes. Like he was a like you said a wide receiver coach in an offense that the wide receivers really didn't flourish all that much. Yeah. Like a high running offense has been in, in, involved in the NFL for twenty five plus years 
and never got a coordinator position before. Just a boring hire. Right. Very boring. My prediction in the offseason, my honestly, my hope was that he was brought in because we didn't want to hire another coach who we had more faith in in a season that we were going to play really badly. So we wanted some sort of filler who could hopefully establish some culture amongst the guys before we fired him. Um, so my hope was that David Coley was just the stopgap guy. I just think that that might continue into next season because we did sign him for a couple years. I don't think we're going to cut the plug too soon. Yeah, it's not like an Urban Meyer right. situation. Right, no, who we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, well, I mean, down the line, I would like some sort of, like, obviously losing Deshaun is big. If we would have had Deshaun and then, like, an offensive guy like Eric Bieniemy or something. Like if we had, had Deshaun still, I yeah. think we might have signed an Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. I think that, again, it was more about finding someone who could come in for a couple years with zero expectations that we could cut ties with pretty easily. Right. Um, so my first note here, I, we already talked about Rashad Penny, but a couple weeks ago after we beat the Titans... I made a prediction that the Texans could probably split the games against the Jets, Colts, Seahawks, and Jaguars, and then we've proceeded to lose three in a row. So that was a bad prediction. Could go one and three, though. We, I hope we beat the Jags. The Jags suck. Actually, well, actually, I hope we lose, because that would right. be a huge, Better draft pick. huge advantage in the whole draft pick, especially because we beat them week one. Right. So that way, at least, like, if we have the same... If we were to have the same record as them at the end of the season and we beat them twice, they'd get the right. nod on the draft pick. So. Um, so, yeah, we. Yeah, you're right. Losing is better. It's hard to. Wyatt and I talked about this last week. It's hard to root for a team, like have your favorite team, and root for them to lose. It is. But, if, but like, at this point in the season, I think that's what's best for the Texans. It's like me for the Rockets. The Rockets have been playing, like, surprisingly well. Yeah, went on, like, like a six-game win streak. And, like, it was nice. So, like, we were 1-16. We won two games in a row, so we were 3-16. and 16. So, at that point, you're like, oh, nice. Like, at least the guys were, like, you know. Have some camaraderie. Like, yeah. you know, they're meshing as a team, whatever. Then we start winning a few more games, and I'm like, all right. Like, we, <laughs> that like, TikTok sound that's like, down. enough slices. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, we're still trying to be a lottery team here. Yeah. Like, don't win too many games. And then we came back against the Hawks last night. So I don't think that you have to worry about the Rockets not being a lottery team. It's just I don't either. that you yeah. want to be competing with the uh, Magic and Thunder for the number one overall pick, right. and the more games you win, you're not going to be right. in that. Back to the Texans, though. Um, the Jets' loss was embarrassing. The Colts' loss, we doubled down on that. Couldn't even score. The one bright spot against the Seahawks was that our offense did look better. Our offense looked a lot more put together. Still could not get anything done in the running game. We are, we might finish as the worst run, rushing team of all time. All time yeah. um, but Davis Mills... We sort of put the same note down here. He might just be good enough for my ideal plan you put down. He, he might be the perfect plan to keep losing and have an excuse to do so. He looked all right. He looked like a competent NFL quarterback. Not a starter. Not a starter. He should not be our long-term starter. <laughs> I can't Cannot repeat that emphasize enough. That <laughs> Dalton, who I saw before I recorded last week's episode, thought that he should be. He thought that he... we. And we don't know. We don't know. He could rattle off a couple great games in a row, but I think, and I mentioned this last week, he is going to be good enough that our team is going to look more exciting than it has for the last five weeks in a row. Um, But we're going to keep losing. This year, we can draft one of the top defensive guys in the draft. We've got too high of a pick to gamble on one of these first-round quarterbacks. Continue with him as our developmental starter. He's going to be, again, good enough to lose most of the games, or bad enough to lose most of the games, but good enough to maintain. Be compa- like, all I want is just to see a few plays per game where, you know, we look like a competent football right. game. Maybe keep it within one score, but lose every single game. Yep. Be competitive, but lose every single game. So, he can start the rest of this year, 
lose most of the games, draft a defensive guy, start most, if not all, of next year, and maybe we can keep him around as like a very great backup mm-hmm. and draft a top-tier quarterback in 2023. And that's when we'll have like Bryce Young from Bama and C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Ideal so, plan. Definitely not going to work out that way. Yeah, we are Texans fans, and nothing works out for us. Um, but that is my ideal plan. And like I said, we play the Jags in Jacksonville next week. Uh, we like the Pain Bowl. Should be very exciting. Now, I did uh, I did already look this up because I was curious. But um, considering both teams are fighting for that consideration of the worst team in the NFL, who do you think is the betting favorite in this upcoming game? I don't know. I have did not even... I saw you wrote the question down, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I have no idea. I have to assume, given the quarterback matchup, that it's the Jags. And I think that their defense is a little better than ours, so I have to assume it's the Jags. Do you have a guess on what the spread? It's in Jacksonville, so I'm going to give them like the two-point swing that the home team always gets. Um, I'm going to say like four and a half. They're minus three. So very okay. close. Okay. Very close. Yeah. Great guess. Yeah. I, I actually was going to guess minus three, but then I was thinking maybe a little bit more. Just, But they did get shut out by the Titans this they week. All, so. They also have looked god-awful. Dude, it's so weird. Wyatt and I, I, again, I keep bringing up what we talked about on last week's podcast, but they had a couple-week stretch where they beat the... Who did they beat? The Titans? No, 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 no. No, they the beat Titans the Bills. Have lost. They beat oh. the Bills. Who they they've won two games. They beat the Dolphins in London and then a week later That's beat right. the Bills. And uh after that everyone was kinda like and that was pretty close after the Urban Meyer yeah. bar debacle. So they were like, wait a second. So and so then everyone was like, Whoa, maybe they're winning. They they've turned the culture around. Maybe that was the not spark, but that was an event that kind of catapulted them into relevance and they've lost every game since that was a tease for sure that was i gave my whole urban meyer rant last week um but i really hope that he didn't ruin trevor lawrence i mentioned last week that i i figured trevor lawrence would be okay and then he promptly went and threw four interceptions against the titans i mean he is a young quarterback so they're gonna throw picks and like i've seen clips of where Literally, their wide receivers are, like, running into each other. So yeah. it's not only, like, poor play calling and, like... Bad coaching by everyone everyone involved. And surrounding him with very lackluster other offensive weapons. Right. So I'm not... Especially being a rookie, he has too much talent to... I think so. Peyton Manning had a pretty shitty yeah. first season. Interceptions um, but they, the team around him looked a lot better, so... Mm-hmm. He looked better in contrast than Trevor Lawrence does. Um, I just saw this before the game. He has one touchdown in his last six games. Not great. That's so bad. That's <laughs> that's so bad. Davis Mills had a touchdown this week. Yeah. He's one from one. Yeah. Um, so they did get shut out against the Titans. The AFC South is so weird, man. Yeah. The Texans beat the Titans, then lose to the Colts. And then the Titans kill the Jaguars, who the, could beat the Texans this week. What's weird about the Titans is they lost to the Texans and the Jets. Yeah. But they also beat the Bills, I'm pretty sure. They did. And the Bills weird. are shaky. They, yeah. Uh, but, they, I mean, they have, a, they have quality But they have Josh they have Allen. Yeah. Terrible losses. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of Urban Meyer, so I gave the whole rant last week mentioned how James Robinson was not getting utilized the right way. Well, then he had six carries for four yards this week. Yep, he had four yards. He was on the field for, I think, 50% of snaps. That's god-awful. I don't know how you justify that at all. He is maybe your best player. I think he is. Yeah, he had a 1,000 yards last year as a rookie. As an undrafted rookie. Undrafted rookie. Um, Just... Poor talent utilization. Really sad. Um, <laughs> he, Urban Meyer was asked after the game about Andre Sisco, who was their third-round draft pick, 
safety out of Syracuse. Uh, he was asked why he wasn't getting utilized as much as a third-round rookie usually does, especially on a bad team. Um, especially, Urban had mentioned a couple weeks before needing to get him more involved. And Urban said something along the lines of, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but, you know, I believe we're getting him more utilized. He played zero defensive snaps on Sunday. His, he doesn't even know who his personnel is. Like, I, I saw people asking Jags reporters, like, bring up a fake name, see if he knows. <laughs> and see if he, if he catches you on it. So yeah. I, I think that the large consensus is that he should be fired after this season. It yeah. should, I mean, I think he should be fired today, but Yesterday, most likely though. he should be fired uh, as soon as possible. But their owner, Shad Khan, said that he won't make a hasty decision on the coaching, on the head coach position. He might over be the playing the, um, you know, tank the team this year, high draft pick, and then fire Urban. Because whoever takes over for Urban, you're risking winning games. Right, this season. Correct. No, he's talking about in the off season. He's oh. not going to make a hasty decision. That's kind of dumb. He should he should be fired. <laughs> I, I agree. Like at this point in the season, if if Urban's good at losing, like maybe just keep him around. Nice Hopefully, well. he doesn't ruin the culture of the team. Um, but he, God, what a shit show! Went from he's one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, to, like yeah, without to a now doubt. A joke, and now everyone laughs at him. Um, I saw you put the only acceptable way for the Texans Jags game to end as a tie. I feel like that would be. I don't know. Neither team deserves to win a game, let alone this. No, yeah. no. So that that would mean two ties in the NFL this season. And which I am would be fun. And I am a huge uh, component of like I I hate ties. Really I'm terrible. I'm really, terrible see, game. I'm a proponent for ties. I think they're really fun. I, obviously, <laughs> overtime rules are so stupid. Like they should yeah. be they should be fixed. It should be more like college football where each team gets. A drive from the twenty-five or something like that. Um, it just makes the records like gross, disgusting to look <laughs> well, at. Well, actually, hey. so the Steelers, if they went five hundred this season, would be eight, eight, and one since mm-hmm. now they're seventeen games. So maybe that makes it look a little better, but it is gross. Just adding another number makes it like not even, and then it just like you have to think about like oh. They've played the same number of games, not the same number of losses, but wait, they don't have the same number of wins. Like, you have to think about it a lot more. It just makes for more complicated comparison. So you're bad at math, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you start getting to the point where, like, teams with a tie, like, is that tie helping them or is that tie Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. It's like, true. Like, if the Ravens and, and Steelers end up fighting for the, like, seventh seed in the AFC, yeah. the Steelers will get it because they've got a tie, they have a tie. instead of a loss. So it, it, I agree. But the Texans and Jags game for sure should end in like a 9-9 nine to nine tie. Yeah, I, yeah, I was thinking like 2-2 two to two or something. Oh, two safeties. <laughs> I just, no, I was thinking like each team gets a couple field goals in, the re- in, in uh, regulation. Okay. And then the first team drives down and kicks a field goal. And so it's like... <laughs> Okay, we should so, yeah. we should have the win like as long as our defense can stop them, and then the other team goes down and kicks a field goal for the tie. That would yeah. be classic Texans and Jags. Um, or both teams like they go into overtime six to six. They both have like a drive and they both miss field goals. <laughs> and then it's, it's six, six to six. six. Yeah. yeah, that would that would happen. Honestly. This didn't feel as much therapy as normal, feel like as much therapy as normal, just because it's been easy to laugh at. Yeah, it's just, just, yeah. At this point of the season, we're... kind of used to it, yeah. And watching Aiden Hutchison and Kevon Thibodeau at uh, Oregon, like, watching these guys dominate and knowing that one of them will be on the Texans is pretty nice. Yeah. We'll take the lead, but we can go. All right, well, that'll end up our NFL coverage. We do have some stuff to talk about in Fantasy Corner, and then I did see you added something else for fun. So we'll we'll bring that up. If anyone's leaving us now, thank you for listening. 
obviously always welcome to stick around for some fantasy corner connect league news uh i don't matter in this league but i did just get a huge win against yeah, one of the huge. other bottom teams <laughs> huge i was relying on the cardinals kicker matt prater to score at least five points in our game and he did he so did. so I, I pulled out the huge dub and it's it's i wouldn't say you are irrelevant because there's always the last place punishment. So right. You still no, I'm have to try. No, I'm yeah. I'm trying really hard because <laughs> I do not want our last place punishment is uh you have to read a poem that in everyone front of else the entire read, organization writes. that everyone else in the league wrote for you without seeing it beforehand. And then you have to do the twenty four hour Waffle, Waffle House, House challenge. challenge. Yeah. That's right. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a punishment. Which hopefully our boy Zack Snyder got that for me. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, and it's nice for me now knowing that I'm in the playoffs. I'm not yeah. about that. However, I am very upset because I was dependent on a loss from another team that would have given me the bye. Oh, I didn't realize that. And James Conner is now public enemy number one because Ooh, yeah. he He's put really a good. ton of points for the guy that I was trying to... Who are you trying to pass? Uh, Dooley. Uh, classic. So... Screw James Conner. He costed me a buy. And then in my other league, I was sitting in second place, ready to take a buy. Okay. And then uh, Got did, not, did not win this league. No, it was it was more of a a Matt Prater and a Sony Michelle issue. Oof. Yeah. Again, Monday nights, though. Monday, Monday nights, nights have not been as bad as usual for deciding fantasy matchups this year. But this week, a lot of players swung games so that's crazy so i don't have any first round buys but i am in the playoffs for two out of my three leagues and then in the third league third league i didn't make the playoffs but um i will be avoiding the last place punishment because i got by what else can you ask for so So, i'm yeah i'm not complaining yeah Yeah. um yeah i we will have some more people on to talk about the connect league because they will be guests from connect um so we'll get to here. I'll pay attention, sort of, but I do have four other leagues that I pay attention to, especially considering I'm far out of the playoffs. How many uh, playoff spots did you get end up getting out of your five teams? My most important league, I got the bye. Nice. I'm, I'm the second place team. Um, in my dynasty league, I did not get last place, but I'm pretty bad. I'm I'm playing for the future. I drafted for the future in that league. Okay. Um, and then in my other two leagues, I'm like skimming. Like I, I could make the playoffs. I'm, I'm vying for the playoffs. I think I'm sitting in the playoff seeds, but, but they the don't start until started. week 15, oh, okay. Okay. which is gross. But Yeah, it's only top four teams, I guess, that made it. I th- no, I think it's 15, six, or 16, 17, 18. Ooh, yeah, that's so, always a terrible dude, way to awful. do it. It's an awful yeah, setup. Then you but end I'm up not with, the commissioner. You end up with players that like sit out the last game because, like, someone on well, teams have clinched. Actually, no uh, NFL team has clinched yet, which is pretty late in the season yeah. to do that. Well, the Texans and Jets and Jets have clinched, not not making the playoffs, playoffs so right? That's something. But no, like the Cardinals, if they had won last night, they would have clinched making the playoffs, okay. and now they're down to the third seed. So it's been a lot more competitive, but you're right. Like there will be teams resting players in week 18 in those leagues. Yeah, it's a terrible way to do. So that sucks. And then I, you wrote in NF Bells. <laughs> we played a so Oscar and I and a handful of other Connect guys played in a flag football tournament recently. Sure did. Uh, it was kind of like a World Cup style where you have like the group stages and then you like get put into a final bracket. Went one and two in the group stages. Didn't make it to the bracket, but. I thought it was a funny thing to bring up because we weren't talking football, we were playing football. Yeah, yeah, we were showing out. Liam had uh, one of the best catches of the day. He uh, caught a little slant route and then turned it upfield for like 20 yards. And so. then got called, it got called back. Oh, because I, right. I got a flag. I stiff-armed a guy in the face and then kept running and they called what's called flag, flag guarding. guarding. Yeah, you so can't... we actually lost 10 yards yeah. instead of like picking up 25. So. Yeah. So those rules were kind of stupid, but it was a really good time. I wish we had fun. made the playoffs. Yeah. It would have been a lot more fun if we had made the playoffs, but um, I hadn't played in a competitive football game since, like, 
11th grade or so. Yeah, it, I didn't even play in high school, so it, it like intramurals in college is all the time that. I've oh, that's fair. I've played intramurals in college, but that felt more like a full day of yeah. football. Which it was, was, I mean, it was like three was games, like yeah. back to back to back, basically. Yeah. So I. And I wasn't that mad that we didn't make the playoffs like the next day because I was already sore. Dude, so. I felt like I got hit by a train. Yeah, we uh, we're not tip top athletes no. anymore, at least. No, I, I don't think I ever was. Yeah, well, I mean, if you include golf, I guess I could. Yeah, this guy. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a fun game. No, I'm I'm glad you wrote it down. Um, I think that'll do it. I think. Oh, we're right at an hour on the dot. That's pretty nice. Um, Liam, thank you so much for being yeah, on the absolutely. pod. Uh, re- return guests, I'm sure you will be back um, pretty much whenever you want. Thank you to the guests, as always, for coming in and hating yourselves with us. I will see you next week. <laughs>